Jonah's cry was not enough to calm the storm that he found himself in. He had to act on his prayer. That's one of the things that I learned this week during our chapel podcast that you're about to hear. Brother Thad Benson preached, I am crying out. It's the story of Jonah. But before we get to that, I want to say thanks for all the likes, shares, and subscribes that we found on the podcast. They do mean a lot to us, and we want to invite you also, if you've found us here but not on other social media outlets, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, interact with us. We'd like to hear your stories and see some of your content as well. Right now, let's hear Brother Thad Benson, I Am Crying Out. so mighty. You know, through every trial that we go through, when life gives us lemons, what do we have to do? Make lemonade with it, you know? Life gets hard. Family gets hard. Things happen. But it's through those trials, it's through those tribulations is where we grow. Our prayer lives grow. Our devotion times grow. Being at Bible college is a time for us to grow, not a time for us to, you know, just like glide around on the atmosphere. Because in the atmosphere we have now, we have to take that back to our dorm rooms, take that back to our churches, take that back to our workplaces. Amen. I want to give honor to the staff of IBC, to the student body president, vice president, secretary. I want to give honor to Brother Galleon, to Brother Kilman, to all of the staff of IBC that pour their lives into us, that sacrifice their time and their effort to make sure that we know what we believe for when we go out into that world, when those come against us saying that what you believe is not right, we can say, well, as Brother Mangan says, you have the right to be wrong. You have the right to be wrong. I want to give honor to Pastor Mooney for his vision that he has given to IBC. For everything that he does, all the prayers that he pours out on us, his sister Mooney, who has taken a toll, life's taken a toll on her, but she's still strong, she's still faithful to church. I just want to take a few moments to preach on a simple subject called, I am crying out. There's a world out there that is crying out for some young person to, to go and to minister, to go and carry the gospel that God has given us to carry. Um, I'm going to take your attention to Jonah, chapter 1. It's a very familiar portion of Scripture. Every, I think every, almost every pastor, every minister has taught on this subject because there's so much in it. I just got to get there. Yeah, Jonah. Give me just a minute. Bear with me. We're having hiccups. I mean, he might be on that ship trying to sail to Tarshish at the moment. Oh, awesome. Let's go. God is a way maker, you know. So now we see that the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, 
the son of Amittai, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, the great city, crying, and it cries against it. For their wickedness has come up before me. And Jonah arose up to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to the Jeppa. And he found the ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like it to be broken. You see, God calls every one of us. If you might not be called to a pulpit ministry, you might not be called to a musician ministry, but you're called to do something. The great, command, the great Commission says, Go ye therefore into all of the world, preaching the gospel. God gives each and every one of us a talent for that specific calling that he's called us to. You see, Jonah was called of God to go to Tarshish. You see, Tarshish was a very evil place. It was full of wickedness. It was full of perversion. They killed people. When they went and fought wars and people surrendered, they still slaughtered them. That's how corrupt it was. And I'm sure nobody in here would like to go to Tarshish because of that simple fact that they were a wicked people. It says that their wickedness cried out unto God. But somebody in this building has got to go there. Somebody in here has got to go to Tarshish and say, even though they might kill me, even though they might persecute me, even though my family might disown me, God has called me and he has never failed me yet. You see, Jonah, Jonah was called of God. When God calls somebody, he's calling somebody that's having 100% giving. Jonah did not give his whole 100%. You see, when he got to Tarshish, God had already prepared the way. So that when he got there, yeah, y'all can sit down now. Thank y'all for being faithful. But you see, when he got to Tarshish, God had prepared the way so much that when he got there, he cried out unto them. And they changed immediately. You see that there was no hesitation of the people. You see that the king even said, everybody stop what you're doing and let's follow this God. Because this God seems that he knows what he's doing. On the ship, you see, when the storm came, all those people on the ship was crying out to their God. But their gods were not doing anything. Their gods had failed them. But then they said, let's go to this gentleman. When you're called, you have a, you have a target that's put on you. You are different. No matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter how much you try to fit in with this world, you are different. You will never be the same, no matter how hard you try. So they went to Jonah, and they said, Jonah, cry out unto your God, because it looks like our God's not doing anything. And he cried out unto God, but God was like, no, there's got to be more, Jonah. you got to do more than just cry out to me. He's like, well, if you cast me over, the storm will cease. So. Jonah, they cast Jonah over the sea. And you see in the Bible that God brought a big whale, big fish, to swallow him up. Who here would like to be in the belly of a whale? I don't see a hand raised. So you see that he's in the body of the whale. And you see he is there and he's thinking, he's probably thinking, okay, I'm in here. It stinks, it smells, it's a little sticky. It's a little sticky, it's a lot sticky. But then he goes out and he begins, I don't want to be here no more. 
how did I get in this predicament? How did it get to where I was living the lifestyle that I was living, and now I'm in the belly of a well? Because he ran. When you run from God, God is, going, God is not going to push you into a calling. He's not. He's going to give you the opportunity to go into it with everything that you have. Jonah was there, and he didn't give it all. He got there, and he cried out to God, and you see that God brought him out. So he gets to Tarshish. No, he gets to Nineveh, not Tarshish. And he gets there, and he ministers, and they change. And then Jonah gets an attitude with God. He goes and sits outside of the city. And he sits there, and he's complaining. He's complaining that God did not do what he thought that he thought that God should do. You see, when we are called our God, our mindset has to change. The way we think, the way we talk, the way we walk, the way we uphold ourselves, we have to change. Because we cannot give 100% if we're not willing to give 100% in our mindset. You see that he gets outside the city, and God, and the sun's beating down on his head. And you see that God provides him with a tree to cover him. Well, Jonah goes to sleep. And then as Jonah's sleeping, God takes that tree from Jonah. And Jonah wakes up and he goes, God, you took my tree from me. You took what you gave me to protect me. And God, God's like, Jonah, you are, you are getting upset over a tree. But what you don't realize is I was going to, I was going to destroy Nineveh. It's, and the Bible says it's hit six score thousand people. That is a lot of people to be wiped off the face of the earth. And God looks at Jonah and he says, Jonah, I called you to go to Nineveh to preach unto them, to give them the gospel, to let them know that that lifestyle that they are living is not the lifestyle that they have to live. They can be changed. They can be made new. And you're getting upset over a tree. It's amazing how some of us, there's two types of way people run, two, two types. They either run physically where they run into the world or they run mentally. The way you run mentally is when you're in church, you're doing it, you know, you're being a musician. You're doing the musician stuff or you're helping out with the outreaching, but you're not giving yourself 100% to the calling. God is asking you to start a, um, what's the thing in high school, P17? P P7? P17, hey, I'm a seven, okay, something's good. God is asking you to start that in your high school, and you're like, God, I can't. I can't do it. There's too much that goes into it, and I don't have enough time. You see, I'm going to give you a little history of me. I love trucks. You ask any of my friends, that's all I talk about is trucks. And while I was at home, when I came back from Africa, I went to work with a gentleman in my church. He's an awesome gentleman, man. He knows his stuff about trucks, and I, he allowed me to work with him. And working with him, I loved it. I enjoyed it. I didn't like the time having to get up. I had to be at his job at 6 in the morning. But I was there, and I enjoyed it. And before I came to Bible college, I was wanting to go to the ITT Tech because the gentleman that I was working with told me that I had a knack for it, that I could make a lot of money in diesel mechanics. There's doors that could open if you were a diesel mechanic. So I was going to do that. My mom and dad were talking. They're like, Thad, I think you should go to Bible college before you go to ITT Tech. You know, you never know what would happen when you get there. And thank God I came to IBC. Woo, it's a blessing. And um, so I got to praying about it, and I was like, no, I want to go do diesel mechanic. I want to do diesel mechanic. I enjoy it. I enjoy getting greasy. I enjoy working on those trucks and sending them off, and they are working perfectly. 
But then God is tugging at me, just as he did Jonah. He sent a storm Jonah's way to kind of shake him up a little bit, to kind of say, hey, Jonah, remember I called you? Remember that meeting that we had that night when I called you to go to Nineveh? Do you remember? God shook me. He shook me my whole time through it, but I was still dead set on going to diesel mechanic school. And you know, God is going to get you to a point where you have to make a decision in your life. You have to make a decision, am I going to follow his will or am I going to follow what I want? You see, I probably wouldn't have left church if I did diesel mechanic. I would be a good person in the church, you know, paying my tithes, you know, helping out where I'm needed, helping out with the bus ministry. But I wouldn't be the full potential that God had me to be. Even though Jonah went to Nineveh, even though Jonah did what God asked him to do, Jonah was not 100% in it. So, I'm coming to a close. But, um, brother, um, I hope I don't butcher his name. Lord, forgive me. But, um, Shargu-woo. <laughs> I butchered it pretty bad. But, the fact remains, he preached chapel here one day. It was like maybe three weeks ago. And he stood behind this pulpit. Yeah. We had those days. But we stand, he stood behind this pulpit, and he looked at each and every one of us. He said, young ladies and young men, there is going to come a time where the devil is going to present you with a good opportunity and a good reason to leave this message. He's going to give you a reason why that person hurt me, that person did this, she left me, he left me, she said this, he said that. But you know what? We are not worried about what people think of us. If we're 100%, if we're sold out 100%, that no matter what people tell us, no matter what people say, our minds are focused on their souls. There's a world that is crying out. They're sitting in their cars asking, why am I not feeling peace? I've done this, I've gone there, I did this, I saw that, I looked at that but it's not filling the void that I have inside. It is getting to a point where we now have to make a decision. Are we going to be 100% or are we going to be 30% in? Thank you.